Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review, the podcast dedicated to bringing listeners, the artists, writers, creatives, and industry professionals that are part of this wonderful time in anime and manga. They bring us all so much joy and entertainment, and one of those authors is Hatsu Saru, the author of the original English light novel, I Became a Girl to Win the Tournament, Volumes 1 and now 2. Welcome back. Uh, so uh, how's it going? How how did the writing process go for you? Oh, thank you very much for having me on once again. So I think that's a win for wanting to have me back. <laughs> you, <laughs> you tolerated me the first time and here I am again. <laughs> so yeah, hey. Uh, any any time. Um, so let's, for those who may not have heard the first uh, podcast, I became a girl to win the tournament. Uh, let's just give us a brief plot sketch there for to catch anybody up so they have an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, sure. Um, the overarching story of the series centers around a um, otaku neat, and his name is Reiji Odai. And he ends up finding one day that he and his um, roommate, who is a, his childhood friend named Saiki Yamada, um, he and she are, they both wake up in an alternate world, um, an alternate version of Germany. And they were taken there by a omniscient, omnipotent being who basically just got bored and wanted some entertainment. So Not named Haru, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the um, this this omniscient being gets the name of uh, he's given the it's given the name of A, um, because there is another and it's given the name of B. Okay, and, all right. Um, you actually get to find out why A and B actually during the novel, so they do have meanings. So. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Reiji is brought there and he is presented with an option of either entering a professional wrestling tournament because professional wrestling is huge in this world. Um, it, and if he wins, he has the choice of going back home or living a life of luxury and riches, staying in that world. Um, he opts to stay in the world. Um, so he has to start training for this tournament and everything, but he's not it's not explained until after he makes his decision that um, the world is made up predominantly of um, women. So men only make up 3% of the population and basically are um, treated basically less than human. Um, and this uh, wrestling tournament is for women only. So okay. he's kind of faced with that dilemma, having to hide his, you know, gender and all of that. All right. So um, other than maybe he wants women to step on him. Um, <laughs> he is a bit of a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, he's... He, where are we where are we going in volume two is this more like uh is this uh rocky versus mr t or is this <laughs> is, well is, um is this rip them with hulk hogan 
<laughs> um, volume two picks up just a 11 days after volume one ends. Um, so he's still learning the ropes. Um, I guess you could say literally and figuratively. Okay. Um, so he's still learning, you know, his way around the ring and all of that. Um, and he's developed in volume one, he, uh, he kind of developed a, um, a friendship with a group of ladies that are already in the academy where he's studying. Um, and their relationships just kind of is kind of growing in volume two, although there is some, um, some conflict. So I don't want to give too much yeah, away. Yeah. Um, but there's also those that are not very welcoming to the newcomers, newcomers joining the school. Of course, um, it's not known that he is male, obviously. Yes. So um, he has that to worry about he, as well, keeping that a secret. He's very good with the tuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's mentioned a few times that he's had some help. Um, <laughs> On, on on making sure that things are not seen so. <laughs> but there, there there is a antagonist that is, was briefly introduced in uh volume one that plays a much larger role in uh volume two okay hey, when in doubt he could always claim he's a hyena <laughs> since since female hyenas have one Yes, they do. Yes, they do. A little bit of trivia for everybody listening, if you're not familiar with animal biology. And you learn a lot of that in Seton Academy. Uh, <laughs> join the pack. That's spectacularly crazy anime. But um, so <laughs> is is going about writing a a second volume or a sequel? A, do you find that easier now that you have like the rules set for the universe? Or is it harder because you're like, okay, let's squeeze some more out of this out of you know this i'm trying to, my brain is a sponge so let's just <laughs> see how much we can squeeze out of it yeah i mean in 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 terms of um i'm gonna say that in terms of the actually the the, the storytelling part of it actually writing things down um that was a lot easier because you know i knew where it was going i had more um of a, like you said, a knowledge of the universe, you know, and it felt like I knew the characters a lot more. I knew the points, you know, that obviously I needed to hit. Um, I'm a pantser, so um, I just kind of had like a rough idea of where it was going. And, you know, it just kind of naturally went there. So I found the actual writing process to be a lot easier than the first volume. Um, there was one chapter where I stumbled quite a bit um, just because I didn't know exactly what to do with it. That was actually um, a chapter where um, the main character goes on a date. Um, I didn't know what to do with writing a date. <laughs> but um, the actual process of myself um, finding time to write it was, I mean, that, that was where it was difficult because there was just so much going on in my personal life. So when you are... Um... When you're writing these scenes, and, and since it does have to do with professional wrestling, mm -hmm. have you, I mean, are you a, be, have you become or were you a adamant consumer of the medium to begin with? I'm currently living in Tampa Bay, which seems to be the capital of the WWE right now. <laughs> um, so, because we got 
you know, Hulk Hogan lives here. Titus O'Neil lives here. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of other guys live down here. So what, what, what kind of, and I'm using air quotes, research mm-hmm. have you been doing uh, going back to the 1984 SummerSlam or something like that? Well, I mean, I've always, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I mean, I've always been a fan of wrestling and, um, and I, I am going to date myself here. So I started watching wrestling back in the early eighties. Um, so I'm, I'm not any spring chicken. Um, but, um, and it's, you know, stuck with me through my entire life. I just, you know, I, I just love wrestling. It's a soap opera for guys. Yes. Um, yes. I've fallen out of it, um, in recent years, just because it's, um, my viewpoint is that it's changed from wrestling to acrobatics. I mean, it looks great and all, but it's just, it's not the stuff that I grew up with. So, um, I turned around and what I ended up doing is making the main character a fan of the old school wrestling style. So that that way, that's something that I could, you know, bring into the, something that I, that I'm familiar with. It made it a lot easier to write, um, I do have a wealth of research that I have to refer back to, though, because, um, I mean, there's stuff that I don't remember the names of, you know, (laughs) and, you know, how things actually, you know, work, because what I try to do in the story is I know that there are folks that who are not familiar with wrestling who might be reading, and I hope so. Um, but, uh, what I try to do is explain like how a move is done, um, prior to, you know, as, as well as giving the name of that move so that that way I don't have to be, you know, descriptive of what it is later on. Right. Right. Name it. So, so what, what is, uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, I used to work with, and we used to talk about our memories from mm-hmm. watching, uh, wrestling, especially as kids. So which one, which, which is your biggest wrestling memory uh, from those early days? Oh, gosh. If you want to talk about early days, Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. That's what it always seems to go to, <laughs> really. Uh, that was that, just awesome. That was just awesome. I mean, 32-inch biceps lifting up Andre the Giant, who was, you know, um, let's see. He was probably, you know, several hundred pounds Mm -hmm. um uh, yeah that is one of those one of those i think that was like wrestlemania three yeah how old that is yeah Yeah. i can't remember which one yeah it it, it was awesome though but i mean for me you know when i was little it's like it hurt when andre turned into a heel when he became a bad guy i was like no (laughs) my my great-grandmother used to love watching wrestling um mm-hmm, and that was like in the late 70s uh i mean it, one of the things that you can remember is just like she had like a cackly kind of laugh uh-huh. he just would yeah you had um what gorgeous george characters mm-hmm. like that and she would just be laughing her ass off watching yeah i grew up um i remember watching um the von erics okay so the uh and um like Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. And those were, those were like a uh, Southern based, they, 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 they worked back when there were still territories. Yeah. 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 So they were down South. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like the eight AWA you had um, mm-hmm. the WWF. Let's see who else was out there. NWA. Yeah. 
and not the iced tea version. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different yeah. NWA, which confused me growing up. Mm-hmm. That really <laughs> did confuse me. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, um, yeah, they, uh, as a kid, uh, watching guys like uh, Jimmy uh, uh, Superfly Snooker. Oh, gosh. Yeah, him, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, uh, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, uh, oh, Tito Santana. Oh, Tito Santana was actually one of my favorites. Yeah. And you're like, these characters, you wonder in some cases, could they do that now? <laughs> So, oh my gosh, some of some of these guys, um, I mean, they they just keep on going. Yeah, and they they go into like their sixties, and it's just their their bodies just have to be shot. Yes. Oh my god, I can't imagine um, yeah. what. You, well, Andre the Giant. I mean, he he had severe arthritis. Yeah. Um, I know that in his later days, he would. Uh, when he retired, he retired to the village that he grew up in France. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his big thing was he'd get up in the morning, go down to the tavern, sit with his friends, play cards mm-hmm. all day. And like the legends are like, he could drink an entire case of wine. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, have you ever seen the pictures of him like, like holding a beer? Well, I'm, I, I saw pictures of him holding playing cards yeah. <laughs> Just imagine how small those looked in his hands. Yeah. I mean, I, when I saw a photo of him holding a beer, though, I was like, oh, my gosh. It looks like he like found that in like Gulliver's Travels or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lilliputian. Yeah. <laughs> Lilliputian ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because you got, had guys, oh, Honky Talk Man or mm. uh, R- Randy. The Macho Man Savage. Oh, Randy Savage was 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 great. I let's, love Randy let's, Savage. Let's snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> and uh, oh, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Governor of Minnesota. Um, oh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. You know, my, my favorite was always Roddy Piper, though. Oh, from the Piper's Pit. Yes. yes, Roddy Piper was my favorite. He he knew how to do a promo. He could just, I mean, I mean, he was just so entertaining. And that's and 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 I think the Piper's Pit is really what, in a lot of ways, set up the way modern wrestling is. It mm-hmm. you really had that off that side stage show, mm-hmm. which you know it was a great way of one it's the three ring circus why did pt barnum invent a three ring circus it was because the um remember his original circus was located madison square garden in the original Mm. madison square garden so how do you get people to come back again and again and again which is what you need in order to make money if your circus is in the same place Mm -hmm. you have three rings because you're always going to be focused on one of those rings and missing what's going on in the other act. Ah. That's what the Piper's pit was. It was adding a, another ring to the circus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it just added to, um, you know, added to the atmosphere. It added to 
what people could offer and expanded their base. It was it was a great idea. And yeah, well, and 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 you still have that. I mean, even to this day, I mean, you've got uh, you know shows where basically they do like skits where they're having a, a, a interview talk show or whatever it is, you know, like in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So yeah, that influence has stuck around. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it. So now, are you using like the terminology like arm bar or flying, uh, flying forearm or things like that 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 would be easy for us to interpret as to what's going on when he's uh, performing his moves? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, like I said, it's I'm initially when I first introduced like a move or a hold, I'll you know try and explain you know what it is. Um, and then give that actual move or hold a name that the 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 real yeah. name so that, that way i can just use that going forward not something as simple as you know like i said an arm bar or you know a clothesline or have you used like the figure four leg lock I actually that has been has been used <laughs> i i have i remember practicing using that on my brother it actually hurts <laughs> it does it hurts like hell <laughs> Especially got skinny knees, skinny shins, you know. I, I, I've, had it used on, I've had it used on me. It freaking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is is there? I mean, you, you seem to. I, I know for a lot of writers, um, especially in the OELN genre, this is not our primary job. We have other things that we need to do. So, finding mm. that time to write is difficult. So, yeah. where are you finding that time? I mean. It, Cause it's really hard to, I mean, I get home mm -hmm. and my wife will attest, I will fall asleep sitting up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will put on an animated watch to decompress after work, mm -hmm. but there are times where I've just, I've fallen asleep sitting up on the couch. So where are you finding that energy and that drive to get stuff out there? Especially since you do have a, a rather complicated day job. Um, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm more of a morning person. Okay. So I, I didn't used to be, I don't know where that came from now, but um, I'm, I'm a morning person. So I actually wake up early and I have give myself uh, about two hours in the morning. So um, now I get, I get a lot of writing done in the morning. That's when I feel like I'm the most creative. Now, when I do call it quits from my day job for the, for the day, I also try and set about you know an hour or so in the evening to be able to sit down that doesn't always happen obviously so because of other life commitments and my recent discovery of vtubers that seems to eat up a lot of my time now <laughs> are, are you looking for looking at a cat shark i i love gura um my favorites right now though are crone and um botan Okay. Yeah. See, I'm still trying to understand the VTuber thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, help enlighten me. What, what am I, what, what am I watching? Uh, um, uh <laughs> cause I, I really tried. I mean, I, I've watched like tuned in to like what hollow live or whatever mm -hmm. one of the larger productions is. And I'm still not sure what I'm watching. <laughs> You're watching cute anime girls play games and talk talk crap <laughs> okay all right as long as uh, as long as my interpretation is correct okay yes all right there, there you go 
But actually, I mean, I will say that all of them are really talented in something, some way or another. Um, for instance, you know, our little cat shark, um, she's actually a really talented singer. So if you ever tune into any of her, um, her um, singing streams, so you'll find that she's really talented. And there, there actually are a lot of them that are very talented singers. Um, um, Callie, you know, she's put out some rap EPs and she's really great and then um there are some that are not so talented singers but they try really hard it's, <laughs> it's really entertaining <laughs> well i mean I, I i think that the first i guess i guess the proto vtubers um uh 22 7 they used to do basically like live capture um because you had the lot the actual members of the group and then their their personas mm -hmm. uh and they would do like live i guess it would be now vtuber stuff where you mm. would see their characters interacting in a space and mm. it would be live reading of skits and things like that for 22 7. Mm. so um i guess i'm, not, like familiar, I'm not familiar with it they, they're uh they're a, a pop idol group but uh -huh. what was done was it was part all part of a plan. They're like, we first released the 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 VTubers, and then we re released the music, and then we had the uh, group go on tour, and then we mm -hmm. then they got an anime, and mm -hmm. it was actually really good. I got really obsessed with it. Um, but it, it was a very interesting, like a thought out, very methodical. This is how we're producing going to make success is we're going to take things step by step uh mm. one of the standouts her name is sally amaki um mm. she's a uh american uh japanese uh gal and she's a, she's a stitch she's funny as hell um mm. yeah uh which she kind of stands out for that because she's just she understands american sense of humor uh, as as much as a Japanese sense of humor, and so I guess that's why she's she stands out so much because the viewing audience isn't exclusively Japanese. But you said you said twenty two seven. Yep, twenty two seven right. twenty two slash seven. All right, I'm going to be doing some googling after this. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. There, hey, and the anime was really interesting. A very different idol anime because it was mm. not. It was very had a big mystery part to it and. Hmm. Just I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, so. I, I, I interviewed three of the girls um, one year uh, at uh -huh. uh, at CRX in California, and that was um, that was really cool. Um, they were idols are idols, and I love interviewing them because they're all just so damn adorable. <laughs> and now, now though, I mean, yeah, it went from like the cute, adorable, innocent idols, and now it's like they're on the internet drinking and cursing. <laughs> I guess that's how it works sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just I mean, like they're just like us. Yeah, and I think that's what makes them what's what's helped them, uh, you know, become so popular is because people are able to better identify with them because they are like us. And they're not. Um, there's many things about idol culture in Japan that I don't understand. Like idols shouldn't date people because they mm -hmm. need to be there as like an ideal for their fans yep. like that just seems weird to me but yeah yeah it's like 
it, it's but yet, but yet the fans will ship the idols yeah. together. Yes. Oh well, they ship everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the fans ship everything. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's, 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 yeah, there's some very strange ships out there, and uh, for, yeah, in in Otaku Land, uh, mm -hmm. and you're just like, okay, like, what kind of ship? Involved, it created a cat shark. Dude, so, it's rule 34. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised that nobody's like, you know, got a Gouda and shipped with a slab of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now that'll probably happen. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see the fan art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were they? I was just watching. Uh... I love reading the comments on Crunchyroll for shows I watch. And mm. I, I've been killing slimes for the last uh, 300 years and max out my level in the latest episode. They're like, you know, it, someone was commenting. So it, have they, have they made a hentai art of this yet? No. Well then get on that shit <laughs> because <laughs> This and that person probably didn't Google deep enough yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's like so much anime that I need to catch up on. Oh, there's some there's some fun ones out there. If you want hardcore sci-fi, watch or read 86. I've read um, the first volume and I loved it. And I've watched, uh, I think, like the first three episodes. It, and... it, the, the, the animation is superb in that one. Yeah. Um, the, the, the book is good but i really have liked the anime a lot because mm. it's just sometimes it's easier to to see than it is to, to for descriptions and plus i mean like mechs just look awesome look, yeah they look cooler when you you know as a when you see visual them. yeah than describing how a mech works yeah 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 86 is one of them that um i i i, I you know, really want to watch because, like I said, I yeah. loved the, the 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 light novel, but I've only had the chance to read the first volume. Yeah, find some time. It it is it is uh, really spectacular. Um, our, uh, get, getting back to a little bit of writing. Oh I yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I, I know where my question was going when I okay. was asking about finding time to write. Okay. Uh, do you do you have how many other ideas? I mean, are you one of those people who is singularly focused, or are you getting like, do you have like, all right, I've got like a, a drawer full of plot summaries for like six other stories, but I'm just going to stay focused on the one I'm going on. Um, I actually started, um, I wrote a rough draft of like the first chapter of a, uh, like a horror, um, story, I guess. Um, I don't know if anything is going to happen with it. Um. I just had this, you know, idea floating around my head and it just wouldn't go away. So I said, I'll just go ahead and sit down and just type it out. Maybe that'll, you know, help. And so I did that. And like I said, it's just a rough draft. So I haven't done anything with it. I don't know if I will. Um, but I mean, that is still kind of floating around in, in, in the is, back of my head. Is, is horror a new genre for you? Is it yeah, something never, that you I've never, never attempted it. it? No, I've yeah. never done it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love I, horror movies and books but i've just never tried writing one myself i don't know if i would even be comfortable attempting horror um just because mm -hmm. i that's 
it's not a personality trait or a genre that I typically um, spend time in. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you either do it really good. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's really, really bad. I mean, mm-hmm. and at least with films, you can get into that genre of it's so freaking bad. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> but if, yeah. if you're just mediocre, it's like, eh, it's, there's, there's a lot of meh out there for her horror films but you've either got to hit the ball out of the park or Mm. like foul it like out of the park into a kai's car (laughs) (laughs) and and that's also another reason why you know i'm i'm not sure if anything will ever happen to it i mean i just it might just be like a personal project um where where do your when do your ideas come to you when are when are your ideas mainly hitting you Honestly, um, usually when I'm walking my dog. Okay. So it's, I mean, that gives me a lot of, you know, just alone time. Well, I mean, besides, you know, being with her. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I just, when I'm walking my dog and it's like, I just start thinking to myself, I probably should be paying more attention to where I'm going. Yeah. But um, (laughs) that's when I get lost in a lot of thought. Yeah. For, you know, some of us, I know, we have a waterproof notepad that sits in the shower <laughs> uh, because uh, somebody in my, re- in this relationship uh, tends to write notes while she's uh, taking a shower because she's like, if I wait, if I wait until I get out, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. So there is a water pad, a water resistant notepad in the shower. Which... I, I use the uh, voice memo feature on my phone a lot. <laughs> yeah. So just because I know that by the time that I get home from walking my dog, I'm I'm not gonna remember what I was thinking. So yeah, my, my phone is just full of voice memos. Yeah, I I I I, I definitely feel that one. Um, I'm I'm big at using. I have Google Docs uh, as kind of like my note keeper. Mm-hmm. So I'll, at work, I'll open up a Google Doc and be like. All right, this 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 paragraph seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This way, I won't lose it because it will forever be between that and emailing stuff to myself. Because <laughs> I know if I open it, I'll remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I use a OneNote for a lot of um, you know jotting down ideas if I actually have my computer handy. So um, I'll pull out OneNote and write something down really quick, and so that way I can access it on any of my any of my machines. Ah, uh, very Microsofty of you. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm in that Microsoft. Don't universe. worry, I'm. <laughs> I I am. I was just certified in in, in uh, Microsoft technical technical assistant or something like that. Uh, MTA <laughs> Windows. I got a certification in that thing for so I can teach kids how to use you know Windows 10 next year. So I'll be I'll, I'll be calling you for my my Windows Desk, tech support for for your desktop support. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, it depends on which version you've got and you know whether you can remote in and all this other stuff so i'm just like oh god i don't want kids remoting into anything um <laughs> so um before we go um what what um is volume two out currently or are we still waiting no volume volume two is out okay. um so you can get it um on amazon for kindle um paperback and it's also on kindle unlimited okay um, and then you can also get it on paperback through uh barnes and noble as well oh that's great 
expanding your your resources because I know some people have had been having issues with Amazon recently. Yeah, so. yeah, I know that there are folks that yeah prefer to stay away from Amazon. So it's and so that's why I made sure that um, to have it available through Barnes and Noble as well, not um, through uh, on the Nook on just yeah. yet, not just okay. just. Yet. So I do plan on um, making a volume one available on the Nook within a few months though. Okay, so um, one final question. Should we expect a cage match? Oh yeah. Okay, just checking. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, there, 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 I mean, it's not gonna be a cage match in volume three, but there's gonna be some uh, a, 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 a pretty hardcore one coming up. Okay, let's just make, but remember this is wrestling, not running man. Yeah. <laughs> if you if, if you check out volume two you'll you'll know what you can look forward to um in the match coming up in volume three okay all right and yeah because remember it may have been involved uh, jesse ventura in running man in yeah. running man but it was not wrestling <laughs> all right i want to uh, thank you. those one-liners <laughs> uh, yeah i want to thank you again for uh, coming back on with me it's always a pleasure to talk with you um, no, no, and, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really yeah, do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, and if you like uh, what uh, we've been talking about and would like to support the channel, please click the subscribe button and we will continue to bring you uh, everything from translators to writers to uh, industry professionals. Whenever we get the chance, uh, we come out every two weeks and the summer's coming up. And so I'm going to be doing a whole lot more uh, interviews. So we'll have plenty for the rest of the year. Um, if you want to follow uh, Hatsu, uh, it's at Hatsu Saru uh, on Twitter. And if you want to follow me or you want to contact me about being a guest on the program, just look for at Zeke Changuris. All right. Uh, let's see. We're subscribing, we're keeping the channel going, we're talking to a lot of people, and I hope we're entertaining and informing you. Until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.